morning, everybody, and welcome to Heroes Wales. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, we've got an amazing bunch of audience. We've got an amazing speaker for you today. So welcome to Marketing Heroes Wales. This is where we celebrate the spirit of marketing in Wales. Our series is very much designed to uncover the stories behind leading Welsh campaigns, but also make sure we get to know the people of Wales and the people that are marketing Wales on a whole new level. So in every episode, we're going to be joined by a very special guest who shares their insights, their experience and their expertise with you. And Louise is going to introduce our first guests of the series. Yes, we are so lucky, Isabella. We have Isabella Williams from AU Vodka. I think pretty much everybody on this call will know who AU Vodka are and how recognisable they are with their gold bottles, not just in the UK, but now overseas. They are one of the leading uh, vodka. They have breakthrough that disruptive market of vodka and beverages in the UK. Um, Isabella, I'm not sure how that's even happened. You're absolutely massive. But today is looking at AU Vodka, talking about your career, Isabella, and how AU Vodka has been set up by two individuals from Swansea, humble backgrounds, and really kind of understand how actually like you've got to where you have been because there's duty-free, there's affiliations with other sports brands and soft drinks. There are influencers. You know, one thing that you are doing super well is speaking to the right people who want to buy your products. And I think a lot of people on this call today will be wanting to know more about you and more about AU Vodka, like how that's happened. And I think just that overview of really understanding, you know, the the the, the pains and the challenges that you've had as well. So Isabella, right, I'm going to stop talking um, and we're going to dive straight into it. So what we'd thought would be a really good place to start is actually, you know, introducing yourself and telling us about your role and also, you know, what like a typical day looks like for you. That's that's something that I think is really important. Yeah, so definitely a typical day is a little bit different. It depends what the season is, if we're doing any like flavor launches, anything like currently I'm in Iceland. Um, we're shooting for a new campaign, which I can't really say too much on. But like two weeks ago, I was in Miami, but it's not all just like glitz and glam. Like I am also we're based out of the Swansea HQ. So um, usually I'm there and it's like sort of planning the day to day, planning the upcoming um, campaigns, celebrity launches, um, kind of ambassador stuff um, and just, yeah, social posting, seeing how we can fit a vodka into new trends and um, sort of capitalizing on that, really. So you've and got I think and you've got glam and you've got also the, the kind of the day to day and the grinding yeah. through as well, the social side. Yeah, defo. So obviously in Iceland now it's a pretty it's a pretty dull day, but um we've got a super and it's about eight thirty, but we've got a super busy day of um shooting content for something that's gonna be really exciting in September. Miami was an amazing trip. We got to see um kind of the rollout of um pink lemonade, blue raspberry, black grape over in America. So we got to see that. Um but most of the time I will spend my time with um the team in Swansea. Amazing. Um, so one thing I think we really want to talk about with you is social media. So AU Vodka, you are very much 
such pioneers on social media. You have recently been promoted as well. So congratulations to Head of Social for AU Vodka, which I would say is probably, uh, I don't want to be too bold about it, but it's probably the coolest job in the whole of the UK right now in terms of social brands to work for. So no pressure there. Um, But tell us about, you obviously get amazing cut through. How do you do it? What's your secrets to success? Tell us all your secrets, basically. Um, I think what was really good is we, when you look at traditional alcohol brands, you kind of look at like the glass bottle, the kind of like plainish sticker, it doesn't really scream out to you on the shelves. I think starting the brand, Charlie and Jackson did a great job of um, creating a product that is literally easily marketable. Um, they've done like so well, it's gold. As soon as you go and see it on the shelves, like you're in like, you just want to go and see what it is. You need to like, see what, what is this? I've never seen something like this before. Um, okay. So it was a great product to start. Um, and it was very easy especially when it comes to um, socials as well. It's great as a kind of product to, to look at. Also with the colors, very unique, very vibrant, very different. People are intrigued to try them. So um, that's also something great as well to start when we initially launched we kind of did um, a lot of campaigns with celebrities who had a lot of cut through on their kind of um, socials as well and who had a lot of um what's the word kind of attraction to their audiences Mm -hmm. so whatever they were kind of pushing and it was this new product looked really cool um their audiences were intrigued and then they were sort of coming to our page and it was kind of growing like that so it was really working with the right kind of people at the start. We've obviously got Charlie Sloth involved in the brand as well, who is absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, he helps us massively. He knows he's got links within the kind of, um, the kind of like audiences we'd mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. to attract and the consumer. And um, we've done really well in kind of like just cutting through to them and placing our content on their screens, things that are a bit disruptive, a bit different. You wouldn't usually see it from a traditional mark, um, traditional kind of alcohol brand and sort of we've done it. I think that's where you have been really creative with the brand because it's not just about AU, like with Charlie when he does his mixes and he's using other yeah. brands and affiliations like it's it's be it's about being creative as well isn't it and actually thinking outside and how what other direction you can take the brand not just about au vodka yeah. so that's you know that comes through but you know thinking about like you do cut through the noise you do actually get things to go viral is there any kind of like standout campaign for you that you think actually i'm really proud of how that went it's gone viral it's actually really contributed to the bottom line of the business yeah so I think there's definitely a few I think one of our biggest successes was the Jake Paul campaign it was a really well timed out campaign it was um, around his fight with Tommy Fury which made it like immense on socials it was so viral it went viral on TikTok it went viral on Instagram went viral everywhere and it was just so well timed out um, that it was just great but uh, on top of that, we did our bubblegum launch, which was an, an amazing flavor. It was very innovative in the fact that it was our first color changing liquid. Um, so when you're kind of doing the videos with that, I know we had one video on TikTok, which had over like 460,000 likes, which was really good. Um, and it had something like four or five million views, which is amazing to, to go like it's, it's a vodka and 
that's get, it's getting that much traction on socials. Um, I also really enjoyed our first RTD launch. When we've got any new products, they really just pop off on social. So when we did RTDs, um, we've done ice lollies, we've done slush pouches. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot more in the pipeline for 2024 as well, which is amazing. But they're kind of things you don't really expect to see from a vodka brand. Um, but it's kind of like making it us, making it cool, making it um, relate to a vodka and our consumer. And then... Um, Placing that on socials is just always amazing to see the campaigns then smash it. Yeah, I think that you just said it, you know, you've made vodka fun, haven't you? You know, the, the, yeah. the, the creative side. Um, and there is regulation that comes with that, which we'll, we'll, we'll you know, we'll go on to in a little bit. But um, yeah. yeah, I think just knowing what viral campaigns have gone live and what you're proud of is really great to know. Yeah. yeah, and that Jacob one is amazing, isn't it, Isabella? It's it's such a, a, yeah, an amazing piece for you that really shows how using the right people, align yourself, but also, I guess, in some ways, a little bit of luck as well. Um, really, um, it was a really good one, that campaign. It was, um, it was just so well timed out and it really had a great return. And it's still amazing because we have a lot of people who will come up to us and comment on the success of that campaign still to this day. And because he's like an international star, it, it opened us up to a lot of markets as well. Absolutely. Amazing. So some of the people that I guess are, are listening to this may not have maybe the budget or the connections to work with Jake Paul, <laughs> like you guys. But would you do you have any tips in terms of and I think this is something that you do really well is how you use your channels, how you use the latest formats and. Um, but also how you make sure that you are rolling with trends and trying new things in terms of channels and formats quite quickly and kind of jumping on those trends as they're happening. So do you have any recommendations from that perspective? Um, so we kind of have like a social blueprint to which we have okay. sort of made um, kind of like our posts, what we think works as like a basis. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. we keep it or exactly the same all the time, but it's a basis of how we think this content goes really well. Let's put it in. And we've got like a week blueprint, which we sort of base ourselves off of. So it's definitely a start really um, trying to narrow down what you think works for your platforms and your audiences. Um, but on top of that, we've kind of um, chosen what kind of content we want to push on different platforms. So for example, TikTok is such a kind of unpolished platform. We've got film mm -hmm. videos have sometimes a bit of high quality videos on there um but that's a really great platform on instagram we like to keep it a bit more polished um, a bit more high quality but then we've also seen with um reels kind of popping off um we've kind of got on top of that as well so we're sort of going in the direction of a little bit more TikToky, but very um polished at the same time um facebook i always see um kind of drink mixes are massive so we take a lot of inspiration from the likes of like tipsy bartender um man cave bartender because they do really great on socials and especially facebook um so if we can kind of use our sloth tails which is the charlie sloth kind of drink ones um and then we just create fun um vibrant mixes that we just get our team to kind of then take photos videos us and then we'll post them up and they always perform really well so it's kind of um I think it's a little bit of a te test kind of thing. Just test what works on your socials and be innovative with them. Don't always, don't just do something boring. Just try and make something as fun as you possibly can and it's fun for you and it's fun for your audience then as well and it's more likely to get the traction you kind of want. I love it. And how quickly, so 
Um, obviously, there's things that happen on social all the time. There's always new ideas. I'm sure you're kind of there all the time, like, well, we can do this, then we can do that. How easy is it for you? How much buy-in, I guess, do you have internally to try those new things and to be a little bit disruptive and to do things that, that maybe you've not done before? Is it fairly easy or do you still have to go through a bit of a process? So um, I, th I think it is fairly easy for us to kind of take the narrative we want to kind of do with all our content. Um, when we do our flavor launches, we do our campaigns, which usually like a three part video, which we base off of some kind of like film or something like that. So we've done um, the heist we did for Green Watermelon. We've done the castaway kind of vibes for Pineapple Crush. Um, we did kind of the Godfather for Pink Lemonade. Um, so we've got that kind of basis down and those kind of a, a little bit trends kind of like just stuff we kind of like think is really cool and our audiences expect from us um, mm -hmm. up to our campaigns. But in terms of trends, we I think TikTok is our is our platform, which we can really emphasize trends and kind of go a bit wild and a bit a bit crazy on. It's unpolished. It's um, doesn't need to be super high quality. Um, but Instagram, I think, is becoming a bit more of a, a TikToky platform where um, unpolished videos and reels are actually getting the traction as well. So, um, yeah, so kind of getting those trends across on all, all of our platforms really is fairly easy for us to do. But just keeping it in line with our brand identity wouldn't just leave. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just it's got to represent us as well. And it's got to like portray us in a, in a good way. It's interesting that you say about Instagram because definitely Instagram from what we've seen is becoming more of that challenger against TikTok and a lot of their ad features are changing to yeah. equi equivalent to TikTok but it's um it's great to hear that you're actually on you know on all channels but you know you're focusing on because you are going to pick up different types of consumers yeah. on different platforms anyway aren't you exactly so it's kind of just narrowing down what kind of consumer is on that platform and what sorry <clears throat> what kind of content works best for them and we see kind of the traction for. I always find with like Facebook, tasty drinks, people just absolutely eat them up. So it's kind of replicating that and and, and you get the kind of traction you want. Yeah, And it's great to hear as well that you look at other brands for inspiration, where I think a lot of people on this call be looking at AU for inspiration because of how mm -hmm. big you are. You're, you're, yeah. you're building that knowledge from actually looking at your competitors and looking at influencers as well that are in the market. So it's great that it's it's a, it's a strategy, isn't it, that you're looking at that research on that competitive market as much yeah, as you're exactly. looking at I always yeah. find with TikTok's a great platform to find any ideas. If you want to just put in the search bar, you type in vodka and you've got hundreds of videos that have performed so well and you kind of think, well, mm -hmm. how can I replicate that with AU Vodka in a way that's natural and organic to us as well. Yeah. So one of the questions I have, I mentioned it earlier on, is about, um, you know, the alcohol industry is one of the most difficult and challenging ones to actually market because it's so heavily regulated. I suppose, how do you manage, how do you manage that whilst being a disruptor? <laughs> Yeah, so it can be quite difficult on times. We do have a really amazing legal department which supports um, kind of our team. So um, all ideas really get reviewed and passed through them, which is amazing. Um, we all, It's really important to us that we're compliant with ASA regulations. Obviously, we want to safeguard our kind of audiences. Um, but obviously, as an alcohol brand, you are sometimes prone to mistakes, but it's better to make them and learn from them and kind of, 
make it, you know, sort of our content better in the future. Um, it's kind of, with TikTok, you've got to really look into the guidelines to sort of see that um, you are allowed to um, promote alcohol on TikTok, but in a safe way that's going to, um, which is obviously safe for your audience. But with the ASA guidelines, we've done a really big deep dive into them. We've done a lot of research into them. We have obviously our head of legal, Dylan, who really helps us um, in terms of captions, in terms of content, in with it, when it comes to celeb campaigns. He's really supportive in um, making sure that all our content is um, in line with ASA. So it can be difficult, especially when you want to be, um, when you kind of are kind of trying to disrupt and think outside the box. But there's ways to kind of pull it back and um, make sure it's fine while still being disruptive. Yeah. And you're look, yeah, you Dylan is obviously, you know, looking and and consulting in that process as well. So you're yeah. working with a compliance person is going to be able to get the right ads at the right time in front of the right audience. So that's great. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. great. Um, and he monitors all the socials and um we have a group chat with him and he's constantly putting in how we combat things how so we're always learning and um we're always gonna make sure we're like 100 percent compliant as much as we can be yeah i think it's really interesting isn't it because uh, maybe people that work aren't working in the drinks industry and that see you and follow you on social medias and they'll be like oh my goodness they have the best job ever they just get to be creative all the time they get to do all this fun stuff they get to fly out to miami and they're doing this and that maybe yeah people don't realize actually how much work you have to do behind yeah. the scenes to make sure that you are compliant and that you are saying the right things and that yes you're a disruptor but also you're balanced in this really fine line yeah. as well so I think that's a really nice insight for people um okay yeah. perfect so I have a question this is kind of gets this is this is the bit of social that I really love and the the kind of techie and datary bit is measuring effectiveness so obviously you've got an amazing audience you have got huge campaigns but how do you measure effectiveness in your campaigns what are the kind of kpis that you look at do you have any challenges with with how you measure your campaigns as well so um jackson put has made like a bit of a um social media calculator which we use when it comes to campaigns so we kind of put a price on likes followers shares comments and then we'll kind of put it into this calculator, which tells us how much return we're getting or how much we're spending, mm -hmm. which is a really good one. Um, obviously, we do a monthly analysis on our kind of follower growth, our engagement, our impressions, um, which we'll review month to month and just double check like how are we moving? Are we going towards our goals? Are we not? How can we better our mm -hmm. strategy to make sure we are going towards those goals? Um, but it's not only the, those kind of metrics we analyze. I think it's um, also with remembering, like, for example, with the Jake Paul one, we consider, like, we consistently get told, oh, my God, you did the Jake Paul yeah. campaign. It's important to remember that those kind of metrics are really important as well. So word of mouth and um, kind of positive, like, like comments and stuff is also mm -hmm. really good to monitor as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really important. And um, especially us and, you know, people that are working in those roles, we often get so peppered by maybe higher ups who are like, OK, give me the data and give me this in numbers and figures. And actually giving people yeah. the context of campaigns, like you said, with the Jake Paul campaign, 
you couldn't have anything better really is having people yeah, actually exactly. talking about your campaigns and saying how great and remembering them I don't know how many, how many months ago years ago months ago was it now uh, it was quite a few months ago I feel like it was the, towards the beginning of the year yeah so I don't know what seven months ago so seven months to still remember that campaign that is incredible isn't it so I think that's a really good lesson yeah. is yes focus on the data yes make sure that you've got um, your attributable ROI to to all of the numbers and all of the elements that you're getting, but also make sure you think about the kind of context and the yeah. word of mouth and the brand yeah. affinity that people have from your campaigns as well. Yeah. I think if I didn't have my friends saying, oh my God, you've worked with so-and-so, you've done this, that's amazing, then I'd be yeah. like, hmm, something else I'm going quite right there. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love it. Okay, um, we've talked a lot about the like the, the the successes and you know how big AU vodka and how how you reinvented vodka, much as like what the gin market has had what's happened to the gin market in the last couple of years. You guys have done um, similar with vodka in itself. But what would you say at this very point in time? What are the biggest challenges for you in a in a marketing capacity? Um, so at the moment, our main focus is the USA and building our USA audience and market. So I think in terms of challenges, it's kind of getting our vodka on the screens of everyone in the USA, um, making sure people know what we are, who we are, um, where they can buy it is going to be such a big challenge for us going forward. But it's one that I think we're going to smash. Um so obviously then we've also got challenges in terms of we need to build out our teams, our social and content and creative teams over in those countries to make sure um, we understand the culture and how we can kind of put ourselves into it and um, become become well known over in those countries. So um, those are our main challenges right now. I think the USA is going to be such a fun journey for us all to be on because I, I genuinely believe it's going to be massive in the USA. So I would probably say that at the moment. And I think that's where the strategy changes when you're going international. You've got different cultural references. Yeah. You've needed a different stream of strategy for each of your social media platforms. Some platforms are more popular than others in different countries, aren't they? So it's, it is about, I suppose, like when you understand that you're building that team to really get the right people in place to manage the, the, the different country representation, absolutely. Yeah, at the moment, it's relatively us in Swansea trying to kind of um, cut through in USA. And we have had a, a lot of success. We've worked with kind of um, Moneybag Girl. We've worked with Soldier Boy. Um, we've got some really exciting campaigns coming up as well, um, which are going to be, I think, are going to go mental on socials. Um, but we have had really good success. And I found with TikTok, it's, um, it's a bit of luck, but I always do a lot of like kind of the hashtags background on how I can and like Atlanta because we're our headquarters is based in Atlanta over in the USA so I'm kind of hashtag Atlanta um geotagging and hoping for the best but we have had quite a bit of success from that which has in return kind of built our follow USA following as well yeah I love that you're giving us like little teasers Isabella you're such a marketing person give us little teasers of campaigns that you've been working on that you can't talk about so we'll be watching out for them and soon, very soon yeah <laughs> So I think one thing that's really interesting is that you are obviously, you are built from Swansea, your headquarters is still based in Swansea, you're obviously Wales through and through, but you are literally on a mission to take over the world. 
Um, so tell us about that. Tell us about what I guess being Welsh as a brand means to you. Does it? Do you feel like it in any way hinders you? Do you tell that story on social when you are going out to the US? How do you use Wales as part of your strategy? So I don't think it has hindered us whatsoever. We're in currently in um, over 45 international markets across the globe. Um, we've got some really successful ones. We're really great, doing great in Spain, Italy, um, the UAE, um, Australia we're in, the Netherlands, and now we're obviously pushing it in USA. So I don't think it's hindered us in terms of international growth. I think it's been... Um, it's been it just really hasn't affected us to be fair I think it all depends on the work we're willing to put in and the whole team is absolutely amazing and we've got people based over in a lot of those countries as well who do obviously help us um, to kind of replicate what we've done in the UK and then do it over in those kind of countries but um, we do sometimes tell the story of um, us being from Wales but yeah. not all the time. Sometimes a lot of maybe like people from America don't necessarily know where Wales is. So it might not be as important to them. But yeah. um, but we do also like celebrate the fact that we are from Wales. And it is a super amazing achievement from a company within such a kind of small country and a small city. And then we've got a, a big HQ in Swansea, which is amazing. We've got over 55 staff now, I think, all based out of this Swansea HQ. So we're all kind of celebrating the fact that it's this kind of young team based out of Swansea who created this massive um this massive brand international yeah. brand Absolutely. and business breeds business as well and the the fact that you're bringing employability to Wales and diversity yeah. in different roles as well is is great yeah. and I think you'll have other brands that kind of follow suit in that although you're not well I would say obviously Welsh when you when you look at some brands that are exporting you know there's yeah. classic you know even like the Welsh language is on there or um the like the dragon you know it's very like oh this is a export from Wales and you're not doing that but there's other ways that you're bringing in the brand even I think a few days ago I saw Charlie Sloth's like affiliation with Swansea yeah. City Football Club and and <laughs> that was a really funny video by the way partner of Swansea City AFC which is um great and obviously with the brand being from Wales it's going to like indirectly affect and benefit a lot of um other Welsh businesses that we need to to help us as well you know yeah there's definitely a nod to actually supporting other Welsh businesses and I think that was a really good example of um of yeah. being creative and associating themselves with the football club that was great yeah. okay um so we're, we're, we're nearly at the end, but I've got, we've got a couple more questions. One of the ones I wanted to ask you is kind of like, what does the future look like for AU Vodka? Does it look like, you know, international is going to be like the main thing or the UK is kind of, you still want to focus on you, you tell, you tell us where, where is like the, where's it going? So I think maintaining our dominance within the UK and growing that out is always going to be really important to us. Um, but our, Future is going to be mainly focusing on the USA and our international um, kind of expansion as well. Um, the next couple of years are going to be really instrumental in our USA journey. And that's kind of where a lot of our focus will be going. Um, we also are aiming to be Wales's first unicorn company. That's what we really want to achieve. So that's our kind of ultimate goal in the grand scheme of things. Um, I, we want to keep working with incredible celebrities, kind of, like just making viral content all the time um and just maintaining that dominance on socials and um, kind of just being 
known for being the Destructor Alpha Spirit brand. Fantastic. So exciting. Yeah. It's so exciting to hear about your plans. Um, and also, I think the impact that you're making on Wales and that, you know, the the wider impact you're making is is really incredible. One question yeah. I have, I think this is, comes from both myself and Louise, that something we really care about is young talent and giving younger people the opportunities to, to really put themselves out there and to develop their skills and to take on responsibility. That is something that you guys do incredibly. So tell me if I'm wrong, but as far as I know, the mean age or the average age in AU Vodka is 26 years old, which is insane. Am I right? Um, it's, I think it was a couple of months ago. It may be a little bit older now, but we, as we've had more people coming in, it's not, it's not too far um, from that anyway. But yeah, it's a really young kind of workforce. We're all very yeah. passionate, very driven about um, kind of making something incredibly special. It's amazing to go into work every day and just see so many faces who are, you know, every day we're kind of constantly building and um, seeing where we can go, how we can push the boundaries. Um, I know it, the company started on an initial team of four of them. Um, obviously, Charlie and Jackson founded the brand and then they slowly had kind of people helping them who might not necessarily have the experience in those sectors, but they have literally become in like industry leaders in now what they do. Um, yeah. So we've got it's amazing to see like real career progression for um, younger people. I'm only 24 myself. Um, yeah. uh, so it's amazing to see that we've helped young, young people getting into careers that are really going to, just going to benefit them forever, really. Absolutely. And I think it's a great lesson to, to all of us that give young people a chance and they yeah. will become the next unicorn in Wales. So that's, I think that's really important is the impact that you're making and yeah. clearly having results as well. You want to live in those results. So um, I think that's really yeah. important. Guys. Yeah. And I think we're on our, our last question. Um, so I was going to ask just about, you know, if there's one marketing tip that you stand by, what would that be? Um, I absolutely love TikTok and I feel like there's a niche on TikTok for everything. I feel like no matter if you think it's no one really cares about it, they do. There's a, there's an audience for everything and I just love TikTok myself. I love I could spend all night scrolling on it, which probably isn't that great, but I do. Um, so I'd sort of say utilizing TikTok as a platform is absolutely the best thing you can do. I love I love that platform so much. Um, but also kind of like believing in the content you're putting out making it have a purpose and don't underestimate yourself as well. Kind of believe in the content, make sure it's got a purpose and put it out there and with consistency will come uh, growth as well. Perfect. Amazing. I think one of the, um, I mean, one of the key outcomes from this is, is like social has been a huge part of what you guys are doing. Obviously you're head of social and that's what you're, you know, what you're an expert in and recognizing that, you know, you really need to do your research on social media and what kind of platforms and contents are out there. It does, it does feel like there's more, there is a strategy and definitely like the ways of marketing need to be really, you need to really understand and know your research before executing that strat strategic campaign as well. Yeah, so definitely do a bit of deep diving into your platforms and who's 
who's on those platforms that's going to interact with your content. Um, obviously, we change it up depending on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and we kind of narrow down what we think is going to work best on those platforms, and then we'll replicate it and keep replicating it, and then it does slowly pay off. Yeah, love it. Love it. I think that that is all we have time for today. We're two minutes over, but that's not too bad for us. Um, Isabella, thank you so, so much. You have given us so much amazing advice. It's incredible to see your career journey, but it's also incredible to see your campaigns as part of AU Vodka. And I'm looking forward to seeing all of the things that you talked about quietly (laughs) start to happen. So do keep an eye out on AU Vodka's social channels to see all of the amazing work that Isabella and her team have been working on. And to those of you that have joined us today, thank you so much for taking your time out. Uh, We hope you got lots out of it and we hope that you're coming away with some ideas or some top tips that you can then embed as part of your marketing strategy as well. Marketing Heroes Wales will be running the whole way through the, it's now autumn, although it feels like summer, the whole way through the autumn, all the way up to December and we have got an amazing lineup. So do keep updated. Um, We'll be back next week with Carly O'Donnell from the Royal Mint. She'll be talking to us through what it is like to work for the oldest brand in the UK and how to manage strategic comms as well as her career journey, which is is really interesting. So do make sure that you sign up to that. Uh, Marketing Heroes Wales is brought to you by The Cusp. We are a marketing agency. So do make sure you follow our page for the latest updates and marketing tips and the next sessions for Marketing Heroes Wales as well. Thank you, everybody, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, guys. Thank Uh, Thank you. Bye. Bye.